millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There is nothing I love more than an amazing meal with high-quality meat cooked at home because... Let's be honest, eating out is so expensive. And you also know that eating out is the number one budget buster. That is why I am so glad I found ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service dedicated to delivering high-quality, grass-fed and grass-finished beef, organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood directly to your doorstep with free shipping always. You even get exclusive member deals, recipes, and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing price. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code ETM and get $20 off your first box at ButcherBox.com. Last night, we made a beef stew with meat from ButcherBox, and you can taste the difference. It was so satisfying and delicious. And all of our friends that were over for a dinner party, they raved at how good it was. So do yourself a favor and eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering my listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm and use code etm to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Hey, I'm Shauna Game. This is Millennium Money, and today we're talking tips to travel smarter, easier, and cheaper. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Travel Tuesday uh, for Millennial Money. Uh, welcome, and we thanks so much for joining us. Um, so for this week, we are actually going to we compiled a list of tips to travel smarter, easier, and cheaper. And basically what happened was when we travel a lot, we take a lot of notes and we, we actually just had a little, uh, business trip, quick one uh, down to San Diego and Carlsbad. And so we, Hey, hey you know what, what about all the tips we've been kind of compiling? Uh, I was on a press trip uh, just a couple of weeks ago and I was compiling some notes and what we do is like, Oh, what about this? What about that? Uh, when I was on a trip and I get this a lot when, when Sean is actually not with me, People ask, you know, like, uh, what credit card do you use? And, and I have to text her and go, well, which one is the best one to use? And things like that. So, so we have a lot of these kind of tips. So, uh, for the, for this app episode, and um, first of all, we're going to start with that. Let's start with the credit card. So, like I said, people always ask me, what is the best credit card to use to travel to get points for? Yeah, and I think that's a little bit, um, you know, as with like anything that we talk about money, it's kind of like an asterisk, like, well, it depends. And I know people get tired of me saying that for a lot of things, but it does sort of depend. Um, 
One of my very favorite credit cards is the Chase Sapphire Preferred card. And again, it's not an ad for the card. They don't pay me in any way, shape, or form. We actually use it, though. We actually use the card all the time. And um, it is one of the most robust credit cards that I've found for reward points because um, what Chase allows you to do is go into something called the Ultimate Rewards Center, which is kind of like their online hub. And you can actually redeem free flights for a 20% discount on there. So it could be, you know, a real savings. Like if, you know, I just gave this example, I know recently on the podcast, but if you were traveling to Europe and it would have cost you 50,000 points, but in the uh, Chase Rewards Center, it only costs you um, 40,000 points, you know, that's a big savings to you and it can actually stretch your points a lot. So I'm a huge fan of that credit card. I think they give them, you know, some of the most robust points. You get a point for everything, you know, for dining out, you get extra points for shopping and traveling and all sorts of stuff. But it also does depend on how you travel. So if you don't fly a lot of places, but maybe you stay at a lot of hotels or a particular hotel chain, then, Especially if you use that for business too and stuff. Yeah, then you know you might want to look into getting that particular hotel chain's credit card. That might be more lucrative for you in redeeming points. Um, you know, if if there's an airline that you fly, I'm a big fan of getting that airline credit card. I know we have the American credit card, and that just basically saves us a um, hundred bucks each trip because we don't have to pay for bags. Yeah, I mean, what else can you use with the, with the American credit card as well, too? Or, or, or any airline credit card? Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes you can get into their, their, like, secret lounges that they have, and those are always great, especially if you're on a layover, because, you know, you can kind of eat the free food and drink the beverages and get free Wi-Fi and hang out, you know. Some even have showers and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, that are beneficial if, like, you're traveling overseas. So it kind of depends on, like, what level you are on the credit card, but really the reason these days that you have one of those credit cards is just because you can totally save on those bag fees and like if you if you uh, you know are starting your family and maybe you've got you know a kid or a couple of kids like you know it could be a big deal or maybe you're traveling with your parents somewhere you know i know in american we can actually take four free bags and so and that's helpful because that's that's 25 35 bucks a pop it's 25 bucks a pop so that's 50 bucks each way and if there's four of you you know that's 200 bucks i mean it starts to be like real money that you can actually use on your vacation Well, I mean, like a second bag is like a lot of times 35 bucks yeah yeah so so yeah i mean you know that that adds up right yeah and the airline cards a lot of times like i know if we're flying american when we use the card we get a discount on you know like all of you got to pay for everything these days so the food and the and the drinks and whatever else, you know, you can get, you can also earn points for all that stuff that you're paying for. So, you know, again, it just sort of depends on your traveling. I would say overall the Chase Sapphire Preferred really is kind of my favorite because um, we've had, we've booked free flights on it. And, you know, I'm a big junkie at like trying to research everything and figure out like the best way to maximize my points. And I've been able to kind of do it the best with that credit card. Right. So the Sapphire one is the one that you, you would go to and that's the one we use. Yeah, that would be my but, go-to. But there's other ones but out there. But there's lots of other ones out it there. It might fit better with other people's banks and stuff. Yeah, and I'll put a link in the show notes to, um, you know, a couple articles where you can kind of see a composite of the different credit cards depending on your own situation. But you got to really figure out how you like to travel or what is most realistic for for you. You know, if if you're not spending a lot of money each month too, you know, the, the airline credit cards might not – I mean, you might – be better off just getting a cash back card and using that cash back towards your airline you know so it just 
it depends on your spending, depends on the way you travel and lots of things like that. Right. So and you, you, you just mentioned an article and one of the, one of the, my, our next tip, the tip that I'm going to talk about and we'll both talk about that uh, I was just reading in one of the travel magazines and I don't write for them, so I'm not going to name who they are. And they were actually talking about when people lose their bags and that, uh, that the airlines are not re- responsible for that. And there was this whole thing. So, and it, but we also got us to thinking about, uh, I read this all the time. I see this all the time when I fly. I see people saying, oh, they, they lose items. They lose valuables, basically. And especially people going on a vacation. It's one thing maybe you have, you're on a business trip, but especially on a vacation that you're either bringing something back. Say you went to Europe. Say you went to Hawaii, wherever you went. And, and you know, they lose their valuables because they pack it in the suitcase. And maybe a lot of you guys are listening right now going, well, of course you don't do that. Well, but people do it all the time. And we travel, especially when I travel for for work and I have to, you know, I have a lot of recording equipment. Um, I have camera. I have sometimes a tripod, sometimes, what, sometimes multiple cameras, whatever the case is, you know, lenses and stuff like that. I'm bringing everything with me for the most part. Uh, in in my in my carry on, um, you know, either my backpack or or sometimes if I have to have more, I have an extra bag uh, to carry a lot of that stuff. Um, but I also, and maybe this is not a good tip for, for people trying to go through my bag. Um, but I if so, say if you want to, so say if I bring microphones, I'm gonna bring the microphones with me in my bag. But say I have you know extra cables and stuff like that, I'll have that in my suitcase that I check, you know, through the airlines and stuff like that. So, so sometimes it's good to kind of break up things like that, that people know that they won't be able to take or they can, won't be able to use. And if you want to steal the cables, great. You can't, you're not going to have the mics with it or whatever the case is and stuff like that. But it's really important to not have your, your real valuables and stuff like that in a suitcase. If, if you're, if you're coming back from a vacation and you bought something or whatever the case is, uh, or if you have, you know, if say if you have a lot of jewelry and stuff like that, um, to me, that just makes more sense that you just have it in, in your carry-on. But it's also something you could also, you know, ship ahead of time if that's what you want to do too. If it's something you bought or if it's, you know, whatever the case is. But we see this a lot that I think, you know, it's really important to not have your your, your real valuable kind of stuff uh, that can be stolen because it really happens a lot. Yeah, and if you bought anything, like, like ladies, if you bought any jewelry, like anything that like, – diamond or anything like that like just wear it (laughs) wear it or or put it somewhere in your carry-on do not put it in your in your luggage you're like you're just asking for um you're you're just asking for even if you bury it a lot of times i know people like bury something and think that it can't be found well sometimes if they go through your bag um they demolish your bag and so especially if you're traveling somewhere like that's maybe slightly sketchy or um, I mean, I know this happens in the United States, but I've heard a lot more cases when you're traveling outside the United States is they just don't have a respect for whatever's in your bag. And, you know, you could you could. No, there are there are definitely countries yeah. that 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 will target, uh, you know, uh, you know, Western sta- Western countries and stuff like that. Not just not just Americans and stuff like that, that that you will actually they will actually go. Oh, okay. Boom! These people probably have something there, and they're gonna go through your bag and stuff. And especially in these days, that they're allowed to inspect our bags too. That I, I, I happens to me all the time, just randomly. It's like, why did you just go? Why did TSA or somebody else go through my bag? Yeah, I mean, just use common sense. I know it sounds like common sense. Like now, when you're listening to it, you're like, well, yeah, of course I wouldn't pack that. But 
you know, we, we sort of like hear it happening all the time. And, you know, so if you just maybe like a little forethought of like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't put that in my luggage. Yeah. Just in yeah. case. Or, or maybe, maybe also you also don't, if, if you're bringing valuables, it's also one thing. Maybe you don't bring a lot of that jewelry. It, obviously, it happened to Kardashian that she actually was robbed in Paris. And, and there was also another... Uh, I saw in some other uh, famous person recently was in another hotel, I think in New York or something like that. They weren't there and not held hostage like she was and stuff, but they had had uh, yeah. jewelry stolen. So don't, it happens all the time. And don't flaunt it on Instagram, yeah. for God's sake. Exactly. So, or Which, Facebook right? or yes, something. Exactly. Like, please, you yes, know, we yes. don't need to know that you just went out and bought some, you know, really expensive something. The world does not need to know that. And yeah. that you're, don't, the location tag it too, you yeah. know, to, that, that's a good tip too, I think. Um, I know a lot of times, you know, in these days, like you want everybody to know where you're staying or when you're on Instagram. And we tend to a lot of times tag like the city location or something that's like close to where we're at, but not exactly where yeah. we're at. Because, I mean, there's just all sorts of crazy things that can happen these days. And, you know, I would just hate for it to be something innocent that you were doing on your behalf and end up, you know, yeah. not being something good. Exactly. Listen, if you've been using Mint to manage your money, I have got some news for you. First, the bad news. As you might know, Mint is shutting down for good. But the good news, well, there is a way better alternative that is a personal favorite of mine, Monarch Money. And I'm not the only lover of Monarch Money. Many Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and just raving about it. I used to manage my money with an Excel spreadsheet. I know, so archaic. And it was so time consuming. I tried all of the apps but I just didn't find one I liked until I found Monarch. And I've got to tell you a secret. Monarch is so easy to use with a very intuitive design. You can even collaborate with your partner and you can customize Monarch for whatever your needs are. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Let's go back to the collaboration bit. Because we know money is a leading cause of divorce and breakups, Monarch has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. You can see all your finances, make a budget together, get insights on your cash. Yes, cue the confetti. There will literally not be any more arguments over money. And if you've been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, or rarely updated, so was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful ad-free, and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Monarch has a tool that allows you as well to easily import your data from Mint. You can keep all of your tags and all of your categories. After trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com etm for your extended 30-day free trial financial anxiety, anyone? Yeah, you're not alone. But worrying about it, it doesn't help. Earnin does. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 per day as you work and leave an additional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So how would you spend the money you get from Earnin? Well, honestly, my hubby and I have been feeling a little bit disconnected lately. That's what happens after you've been together about 12 years. 
So I would spend the money on a special date night with dinner and maybe bowling, you know, to bring back some of that giggly excitement that we both felt at the beginning. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security, gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin, T-A-L-K-A-N, money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin money under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. So one of the other things too that people always ask us and a lot of times ask me if I'm not with you is, well, how do you find travel deals or how do you find pl the places that you go to or how do you find, you know, the, a, a perfect cruise or a, or a perfect hotel or a perfect Airbnb and stuff like that. And so we have a lot of uh, different, uh, websites that we look at um but you're also the queen of this you're so much better you know i might be the travel writer you're the one that actually is the planner and and you know finds all these places so where are the 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 places to go online and find uh, good deals and stuff yeah you know there's always new places that pop up all the time um i like travel zoo a lot um they kind of do their their top 20 list so that's really all I pay attention to on Travel Zoo is the top 20 list. Like what kind of top 20 specials are they offering to different places? And sometimes um, we've only booked maybe one or two things actually through Travel Zoo, but it kind of will spark my brain and go, oh, maybe I should check this out or check that out. Um, for flights, you know, Google Flights is really good. Um, you can kind of use that as like a like a base to figure out. Uh, but I've never actually booked through Google Fights. Um, I use Hipmunk a lot, actually, because sometimes we'll start in one place and end in someplace differently. So we'll use like a couple of different airlines. Um, and I like Hipmunk, too, because I can set actually like a fare alert. And so it can actually, it, it emails us when flights are changing and they're different. But I think the real trick, unfortunately, to finding the best places to stay and fly and is research. I mean, I know that we want to go to like one site and get the best deal, but that's just not the way it works. And so I usually end up checking like easily four to five different sites. And like when we're flying somewhere, we'll check the airline site, we'll check Hipmunk, we'll check, you know, Google flights, we'll check a lot of different places. And I'll set fare alerts like at a bunch of different sites because 
I know that you know sometimes there are special deals, and that's important too to to to, to set so they can yep. remind you. And yeah, and even you know we just had Scott from Scott's Cheap Flight on the podcast, and you know I, I mean I'm constantly getting emails from from him and his site, and they're just amazing deals. But they're like, okay, you got to act right now. Like if this is where you want to go, you got to go like right now. And I think that's great because, you know, we can become like really lazy when we're, you know, searching around for, for our flights or our deals. And sometimes they are that fast, like they come and they go. So if you find something like really cheap and you know, it's cheaper than it's been, you know, like book it, you know, cause a lot of times what we'll do is we'll book hotels when I find deals. And then we may have like two or three hotels booked knowing that obviously we're not going to stay, not going to stay at two or three hotels. We're going to cancel one out, but I, I sort of lock in those special deals when I find them because they won't be there when you come back in 24 hours. You know, um, I know I've done this a couple of times. We've traveled like where I'm like, okay, well, I'll come home and we'll talk about where we're going to go. And then when I go back on the site, I'm like, crap, that deal's gone. I know I should have booked it, you know, and I think a lot of airlines now, what's great is you can actually hold your ticket, like I was just checking um, Hawaiian Airlines mm-hmm. for something and I could hold that flight for seven days yeah. and not have to pay for it. And that's a big deal. And so there's, like, a, there's a lot of European uh, yeah. carriers too that do that. Do, so don't uh, like, Actually, a lot of international, I should just say Don't that. think yeah. twice about yeah. it because you don't have to pay anything. You know, you, you got to make sure you cancel it obviously yeah. before that time or book it before that yeah. time period is up, I should say. But, you know, I think the unfortunate thing is there's actually no secret, but you just have to do a lot of, you know, you have to find the, if you're that person or if your friend's that person or your boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse, like let them be that person. Because like for me, it's relaxation actually to check, to do all this. Like it's fun for me. And maybe that's why I'm a planner, <laughs> but, um, no, but I think, I think it's easy for us to always have people have the mindset of, well, I'll just go to Expedia or I just go to kayak or I just go to wherever. And so, I mean, at least kayak actually compiles so many different ones, but say you just go, I'm just going to go to Expedia. But you can actually maybe uh, go to, like you said, go to the airline website. And especially these days, sometimes because it's so competitive these days that airlines are going to be cheaper a lot of times. And then a lot of times yeah. they'll be more expensive. So you just never know. But but if the more sites that you can compile and you could find the ones that maybe you think are better or you just like to use better – uh, the more I think you're going to go, okay, cool. And I finally got a good deal. Yeah. And, oh, I must say too, like I am in love with Priceline.com's um, name your price for a rental car. I use that sucker every time and I underbid. So if they, you know, the average, I'll look up what the average price is a car rental. Let's say it's $40 a day and I'll go, oh, I'm going to bid $15. And then, you know, I'll say, oh no, we can't take your bid. So I'll just keep going up a dollar until I hit the sweet spot and I mean, we have saved so much money on rental cars just by using that. That is one of the biggest secrets, I think, if you're using a rental car. And what you have to do is when you're on Priceline.com, it's not the the main page where, um, you know, you'll put in your travel details. You got to scroll down a little bit and it's this like little box that says name your price. Like it's purposefully hidden a bit. That's what you have to click on to use this. And again, it beats time and time again any uh discount site costco travel anything it is just i mean we save 50 percent or more every single time yeah yeah uh and you've done that the last couple of times too so which is which, yes which, a huge which, fan which which has been great so priceline if you're listening uh yes we're, please sponsor us we're looking we're, for a sponsor yes. so uh, but, and that actually leads us into the next thing, talking about finding deals when you're in a city. Um, 
whether they could be, uh, you know, uh, so many cities these days also have free places. You can go to free museums, free whatever and stuff like that. But also in your hotel a lot of times. And the last few hotels we've stayed in, it got me to thinking. I was in Portland a couple weeks ago by myself, and I found some really great deals that they had. Uh, at the Hotel Lucia that I stayed, um, our, our friends there, they put me up. And, and so thank you for that, Hotel Lucia. Uh, and it's such a really cool hotel. This is really cool artistic hotel, and we're going to talk more about that in a Portland ep- episode coming up. Um, but Portland is a, is a great city, and one thing it's known for is, is craft beer. It's one of the big. If I think it actually is the biggest city for craft beer uh, in the U.S., um, actually probably in the world. Um, but they actually have a happy hour. I believe it's like five to six or something like that, uh, five thirty, six thirty, something like that, and it's a craft beer hour. And they have on tap, uh, I believe, two to three, you know, craft beers. And so you could taste them and they rotate them all the time. So they're going to have a new one. And that's a really cool thing because a lot of hotels have happy hour these days, but they used to really have, you know, free happy hours or you know, even if it's a wine hour and stuff like that. But a lot of hotels have that no more, more and more these days, too. I've seen uh, several hotels have like a wine hour, you know, or sometimes even a wine hour, too. And that's really important. Like if you could, you know, work your day around like, hey, you know, if we're going to do some relaxing before we go out to dinner, let's go down to the lobby. Um, you also can meet people, too, which is a really cool thing. The it can other, be a cool thing. It can be a cool thing. But the other thing, too, at, at the Hotel Lucia, and I've seen this at, at a couple hotels, and they ha- especially in Portland, because Portland is also one of the biggest bike-friendly cities uh, in the country as well, too. You can actually get a bike at the Hotel Lucia, a, a not only a bike, a Shinola bike, which is a premier, very pricey bike, uh, and tour the city that way. And they have a lot of bike rentals in Portland, um, a lot of bike tours, uh, you know, for 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 people visiting the city and whatnot. Um, th- right down the road, there was also another hotel that they also had. Uh, I saw that they had bike rentals too. But this is free, a free Shinola bike that you could actually get. Um, we actually just went down to Carlsbad for, for the night, um, and we stayed at the Cape Ray in Carlsbad. And when we got there, they gave us several different cards, and one was a, a, a complimentary appetizer. Um, if you go for lunch and stuff like that, they also have some other deals too, uh, you know, where you can go to the lagoon and you get a two-hour rental of, of things. They also have, you know, a, a whole list of different, different resort uh, amenities and stuff like that. So it's one, it's those kind of things. And sometimes they will tell you about this and sometimes they won't. So sometimes you have to actually find these things. I think you should always ask. You should always you should, ask when you exactly. check in, like, hey, are there any complimentary uh, amenities that I should be aware of? There's nothing wrong with saying that either. You don't sound no. like an idiot. But I think you sound smarter. Like, hey, you know, I'm staying in your hotel. I'm, nowadays, I'm giving you a fair amount of money. Like, what are you going to give back to me? And a lot of times they'll forget to tell you or like maybe you won't see the sign or something like that. Or sometimes there are hidden amenities and yeah. you just got to ask to get it. So I always say ask. Yeah. Well, I mean, like when I checked in, like I said, the, the, the hotels Lucia had just amazing service. So they they get, made me aware of all the, Well, you walk in into the lobby and it's a really cool lobby, and you see these bikes hanging on the wall, and you're like, oh, okay, what's what, what's the deal there? But they are really good about, hey, and we got this deal, and we got this deal, and we got this restaurant here, and stuff like that. So a lot of hotels are really good at it, but sometimes they don't do that. Ask, going, hey, is there anything else we're missing? Is there a- any other deal here? And, and these days, especially with 
you know, the popularity of Airbnb and stuff like that, hotels are trying to cater to you even more and more and, and make it a really cool experience. Yeah, because they're losing your business and I'm, I'm, I'm right there with them. <laughs> right, exactly. So uh, the other thing too that we, when we go on a, on a trip uh, or plan a trip ourselves, but we also get this question a lot too, do you get insurance or do you not get insurance? Yeah, and, you know, we haven't bought insurance on a lot of trips, but there are a lot of trips we should have bought insurance. So um, it's it's kind of hindsight. But I think, look, if you're going on any big trip where it's a couple thousand dollars plus. And maybe you've been planning it for a few yeah, years. Yeah, and, and you've it's been a big saving for a while. And... I think insurance is a good thing. Um, a lot of times you can get it, you know, through your um, airline when you book your airline. Um, there are lots of sites where you can just get it independently. And basically, it's just not that expensive. I mean, it may cost you 50 or $60 and you may be kind of going, oh man, like this trip is already costing me a lot of money. Do I want to pay that? But if you get if you get sick or you get in an accident or just something bad happens and you can't travel, I, I mean, the idea of losing, you know, 3000 or $5,000 plus, it just, it makes me feel like super, super nervous. Um, especially if you, maybe if you have young kids yeah, or something like that. So I mean, gosh, yeah. like so many things can come up. So what you want to always do is just check the, before you buy the insurance, just check the restrictions and check the exclusions. So a lot of times, sometimes these travel insurance will actually exclude like if you're pregnant. So if you're pregnant and something comes up, you cannot use the travel insurance. Well, you need to know that ahead of time, right? If you're pregnant. Um, so, you know, different things like that. If you might have something pre-existing that, you know, was going on that, that your doctor knew of when you booked this trip. So, you you know, not all travel insurance is created equal. You just want to make sure that what you're buying will actually meet your needs if something comes up but it's not a bad idea if it's a big trip because again you know being out that money i mean you're not going to get you know if you have to cancel your airline you're you know you can actually probably travel you know you you won't lose the money per se but you're still going to have to go on that same trip at some point in time um but you know if you don't cancel your hotel within a specific period of time you'll lose that i mean you just it's just a good idea to like CYA cover your, you know what, um, just on the off chance that that something happens. Right, right. So, so I mean that's 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 a really good really think good thing to think about uh, whether you do it or not. You know, and like I said, we get that question a lot. So one of the last things we're going to talk about is uh, we were thinking about this. One of one of my favorite shows, obviously, is uh, Anthony Bourdain. I love his shows, but he had this show. I don't know if you've ever seen a show a few, several years ago, The Layover. We're talking about all the different you know a lot of cities you go to, and say you're there for a day or sometimes even maybe even maybe even longer, but maybe even less. And the things you could actually do in a city, and so like uh, it got me to thinking about that, and and people have asked me that too, saying like if you, if you have a long layover, do you go into a city? Well, yeah, you, totally. Like if you have, especially if you have a six to eight hour layover, sometimes even longer. I know people that um, we live, uh, we fly, a lot of times fly out, most times fly out through LAX, and I've known lots of people who have flown to Australia or uh, Asia somewhere like that, and they have a long layover at LAX. Well, LAX is a good example too. There's not a lot around LAX, but a 
20-minute Uber ride into Santa Monica, and boom, you're at the beach and stuff like that. So you could actually kind of go and do that. But make sure you leave a lot of time to you get back to LAX because yeah. it could take us 45 minutes just to get in the airport these days. Exactly. But I also had like another friend years ago tell me that uh, this was b- b- before I ever went to, to Memphis uh, – and uh and i'll actually be in memphis next week but uh graceland where uh elvis is from uh is actually 15 minutes away from the memphis airport and and she had like a several hour layover just popped in you know went on a tour and came back and then you know caught her caught her flight and stuff like that uh london it has uh you know a subway system right there at the airport and you can get in there. And a lot of times London, especially if you're flying internationally, can't you, if you get, especially if you get a cheap flight and you have maybe a couple different connections, sometimes you could spend hours in London up to six or eight hours uh, in London. And one time I, the reason I, why I know that I was supposed to actually uh, go into the city of London uh, when I was at Heathrow airport and there was an incident and I actually could not get in and stuff like that. But there, I think it's one of those things that, if you have a long layover, you know, think about it. Maybe plan ahead. And that's a little another excursion in a city that maybe you've ever never been to or you want to or you'd love that city and go, hey, I want to go to this restaurant. If it's easy for you to get it in and out of into the city and back to the airport within plenty of time, I think it's a really good thing to do. Yeah, and I think it layovers is now kind of like the cool thing. Like, wow, airlines, you know, they're, they don't call it a layover. They're calling it a stopover. Yeah. So they're kind of riding on this thing of like, hey, fly – through Iceland, stop over in Iceland and then go somewhere else in Europe. So they're kind of just changing the name of the layover. But I think layovers are cool these days if you plan appropriately. So you won't get your luggage because it's going to be checked. But, you know, whatever you carry on, like carry on an extra T-shirt or jeans or you know, change of underwear. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, but whatever. You, and you could always just leave your 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 stuff that you carry on if you don't want to bring that into the city as well, too, at the airport. Yeah, if you can check it. Um, you know, you always want to make sure like that you check whatever facilities are going to be at the airport that you're going to be doing the layover, just to make sure that you can you know s- secure whatever you're you're carrying on. But most air most major airports do, you know. But yeah, you could use public transportation or these days Uber. Uber is so easy. Just, you know, make sure you allot yourself enough time. But, you know, it could be cool, especially if you have the whole day to, you know, go into a city. Yeah. And you, and you, it's even though these days uh, so many more airports are getting so much better and there's so much better food. But it's just that it's that what I hate and and when I travel a lot is is uh, you kind of get that fever of like hey i want to be out in fresh air oh yeah you know because you go from a a terminal to the plane to you know stuff like that so a lot of times like like when you're even when i if it's a plane i have to disembark on on a on a you know on the on the jetway and stuff like that it's like oh my god i'm even if it's two minutes i'm out in in the air so let alone if you have hours to kill why not you know go and have a little excursion a little fun in a layo- in a city. Yeah, and if you are doing that in Europe, just a word to the wise, if you're stopping in a country that you're not going to end up staying in, make sure that you call your credit card company and tell them that you're yeah. going to be there even if it's just for a few hours because if you try and use your credit card in a country that you haven't alerted them to, they're going to throw up a fraud warning on your credit card and you're not going to be able to use your credit card. So just make sure that you kind of think that out ahead of time and that you let them know so you're not like stranded somewhere without any cash or charging ability. Yeah, exactly. I'm Samantha Cole, host of the new season of Understood, The Pornhub Empire. 
Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Want to know the number one money question I'm asked? It's how to get started investing without being overwhelmed. So if you're asking yourself the same question, then you have to check out the Investing for Beginners podcast. The hosts, Dave and Andrew, they break down investment terms and strategies in a way you can finally understand. I love that they're making investing accessible and they have an entire podcast dedicated to helping you invest better. Even if you're not ready to start investing, they explain the stock market and financial updates so you can really understand what is being said on the news. If you're ready to learn more about investing, I'd recommend you start with two of my favorite episodes. Listener Q&A, how do you start investing with a thousand bucks? Where they explain how you get started right away. And back to basics of building your portfolio, where they explain how to build a portfolio from scratch. The Investing for Beginners podcast is a great way to start expanding your relationship with money. Find Investing for Beginners podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Karina Bemisterfer, host of Morning Cup of Murder, your daily true crime podcast. Yes, you heard me right. Daily true crime. Every day, Morning Cup of Murder tells you a straightforward, short-form story about murder, true crime, cold cases, disappearances, serial killers, cults, and more. And I do that all in under 15 minutes. With over three years of stories and over 20 million downloads, the Morning Cup of Murder podcast has become a staple of so many people's daily routines. So why not add it to yours? Stream Morning Cup of Murder everywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, stay safe. And I think, so the last thing that we want to talk about, and this is uh, something that has really been talked about uh, the last week, the United Airlines uh, debacle, uh, if you will, uh, where they actually, security at the airport actually removed uh, a gentleman from the flight because they needed to bump him and uh, put on, it was their employees, right? Yes, put on flight employees. attendants. Yeah, yeah, flight attendants. Uh, and the man refused. Uh, which I think we all could be in his shoes too, that he said he needed to get home and he did not want to, because he's already on the plane. It's one thing if you get bumped uh, you know, ahead of time, but he actually did not want to do that. I don't think we want to be all dragged off like he did, um, but it is something now United is, is facing. And uh, but, but what has come up is that there are a lot of rights that we also need. This is another fine print thing that we all need to read and we all need to know because there are many reasons that you could actually get bumped from a flight. Yeah, and I think, you know, the thing about United is it actually wasn't United that took the yeah, guy off the plane. Right. It's the federal marshal. So, right. you know, I think United obviously... Well, it was the hotel. It was the... Not hotel. It was the airport security. Airport security, right. Airport security. So that so, is different. So, but they are not yeah. United. Yes, they are and not United. I think that, you This know, could have happened to anybody. It, you could be on any, yeah, any yeah. airline. So I think, you know, there's a lot of shame and bashing at United, which I understand, but it could have been Southwest. It could have been American. Yeah. It could have been Virgin. It could have been... It could have been any airline that this happened on because... There actually is, you know, a whole slew of gobbledygook fine print when you book your flight that says that, yes, they actually can't, not that they can pull you, not that they should pull you off no. a plane like no. this, right? 
but they actually can bump you off a plane for like there's a million different reasons and we just never read that because we think well if we pay for the airline ticket that should be our seat when in, in actuality that's just not how it works and every airline has the exact gobbledygook that United has this was just an incredibly bad unfortunate experience all around somebody was filming it these days that's not unlikely you know and it, and it, it is going to happen so you know, something that you should think about is if you have an airline credit card, um, not that this can't happen to you, but you're probably less likely to be asked well, if, to if be you're bumped. A, if you're a fre- frequent flyer. If you're a frequent flyer with that airlines, uh, most times they say that that's not going to happen. They, you won't get bumped for it. And most times when they bump you, a lot of times they'll do it ahead of time. Right. That, 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 so it won't be actually when you're actually on the plane. And I could totally understand the man's frustration or anybody's frustration like like hey dude i'm already here my stuff's here let's go i don't want to do this ahead of time hopefully you're going to maybe get something for it too right right and a lot of the credit cards um come with like trip cancellation and interruption insurance that can actually like reimburse you up to i don't know like ten thousand dollars per trip if your trip is canceled because of sickness or weather or lots of other situations. So, you know, the United credit card could have actually maybe helped this particular right. person in this right. situation. And I know that the airlines now are, are evaluating um, their policies and procedures of, you know, I mean, they I think United can only offer this guy, I don't know, it was under $2,000, you know, as a sort of parting right. gift. right. But they've now upped that to, I believe it's nine thousand over nine thousand dollars um, that they could authorize. Well, he's gonna sue them, so <laughs> well, he's gonna sue them. But yeah, right. I don't know who's gonna win. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I know that right, right. If, when we look at the video, if it you... looks very black and right. white, and it's right. a terrible, terrible situation. Right. Um, but I think again, it just shows you, like, although this happened on United flight, this was not. I mean, this could have this happened could, anywhere, could, yes, and yeah. so I think that's well, something I, and, to and remember. A lot of the reasons why you can get booked off too. If a pregnant woman is, what is it, two weeks or so out? out. Yeah, if a pregnant woman is um, two weeks, you know, before giving birth, they can actually say you're how not... that comes up. I don't know, but it it, it does. But they can. If I you, mean, it's if... it's all in that fine print. So exactly. if there's any people out there listening that love to read fine print for fun, uh, maybe you can read all the fine print and right. let us know. But but, but yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of other reasons there's too. A lot like of reasons. That, that that if you if if you have bad body odor, if you have bad body odor, yeah. um, gosh, you know, if you're not dressed properly, if you're not dressed properly, even, we've seen some things come up about right. that lately. If, if you are drunk, if you if are this drunk, whatever, if you're you know, offensive to someone. I mean, I think there's you know, I hate to say it, but you know, you're boarding a public vessel that is right. sort of federally right. mandated right. you know and let alone uh, let alone obviously and this drives me crazy i don't understand and it's been explained to me by by airline officials of how you know they wouldn't survive with if it if they don't overbook but every time it's overbooked overbook. and you know and, and that's then, part and of their revenue exactly policy is exactly overbooking exactly because there's a staggering amount of people who just don't show up for yeah. flights yeah or will change their flights and so you know, in order for them to get the numbers that they need to to make some sort of profit, although it seems, I mean, how they're not making profit blows my mind. That, but That's what I'm saying. Is but, exactly. I mean, that's just their strategy. So right. they overbook. And, yeah. and un- you, you've all heard it where they're offering, you know, if you give up your seat for a certain amount of dollars and, 
you know, if you're ever in that situation, I highly, um, and you can, I highly suggest you sort of take advantage of that. Oh, yeah. I've, 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 I've gotten free flights and a, a night at a hotel there. And I was like, okay, cool. That was, that was well, fun. Yeah, and and then I, you, I got to spend a night in, in Philadelphia and go, all right, that was fun. You know, if you go up to them and you say, you know, I'm happy to give up my seat, but that $250 you're offering is just not enough. Yeah. Um, well, that, a lot of times uh, they will up your uh, secretly just for you because they can go up a lot higher yeah. in what they offer you. Um, so again, don't don't be an a hole, but don't yeah. be afraid to ask. You well, know? well, and also too, when it happened for me, it was around Thanksgiving. So it's like it, it that even more so. They're so overbooked then, it's so crazy, and it was just like, all right, how about you know? You, and I've had other friends too that tell me that too, like, hey, you know. If if I schedule my flight, uh, I can get in a little bit later. I can get in the next day. Why and not? then if you've got a free flight to fi- fly somewhere else, yeah, I mean, heck, exactly. you just like knocked off one of your travel goals for the year, right? Without you even knowing it. So exactly. So there. So look into your rights. Uh, you, when you fly, look at the fine print. Make sure you know your rights and what it is. So so you're not dragged off a plane and you don't go viral as well. So. So those were our travel tips that we came up. Uh, just you know, a lot of them some are some are topical and stuff like that. Uh, so we want to know if there's other travel tips that you guys have questions. Please uh, email us and let us know. Uh, we've had people email us about, hey, I'm going to this city or I'm going on this trip. Do you guys have any advice? And we've sent people um, travel guides. We've sent people tips. We've sent people you know just information. Uh, so if you have any travel tips that you want us to either talk about on air or you want to, you know, us to email you, we're all glad. We love interacting with you. So so send us that, you know, please do. Yeah, head on over to the site. You can hit contact and in there you can write us a message and let us know where you're going. Let us know your travel tip and we'd love to help you out. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Game and Instagram at millennial underscore money. Algorithms can do so much more than control social media feeds. In fact, they have the power to save lives and improve our health. At the Weizmann Institute, Professor Yonina Eldar has pioneered innovative algorithms that optimize MRI scans and make ultrasound devices more portable, affordable, and accessible. Professor Eldar's lab develops AI tools that can pave the way to new technologies that can see, hear, and communicate beyond existing limits. Learn more at CelebratingGreatMinds.com. Org.